You are listening to the Veterinary Life Coach Podcast with Dr. Julie Capel, episode number 17. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh boy, I'm really excited to be here and I'm kind of jazzed up. Um, I don't know why. Maybe I had too much caffeine. I don't know. But anyway, um, hopefully I'll be able to get through this without being too confusing or talking too quickly because I don't know why. Um, I'm I'm excited about this. I, I guess because I feel... Uh, really comfortable with this topic. And um, it's a huge topic, so I don't know that I can um, get through it all today on the podcast, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try to do a, a decent job. And and the subject that I'm going to talk about today is servant leadership. Um, I'm using servant leadership instead of just simply leadership because I think I can narrow that subject down a little bit. Um, but I really think it's it's one and the same. I think leadership and being a good servant leader go hand in hand. Um, and I I just I love people that lead me that um, lead me well and leave lead me as a servant leader rather than as a manager or a dictator, you know, or somebody that tells me what to do. So servant leadership is the subject for today. And I know that in your hospitals, um, and even in any job that you have uh, out in the veterinary world, um, you're not always in a technical position of leadership, but seriously, every person every day in every job is and can be a leader. And if you just start behaving as a leader, and especially um, in particular a good servant leader, then you're going to create followers and people are going to respect you and you're going to <clears throat> become a better person. And not necessarily if you don't really want to climb up this whole, <clears throat> excuse me, the whole leadership ladder, like let's say you work in middle management in your your job and you don't really have desires to be the owner or the manager, but if you don't have desires to be in this big, you know, technical leadership position, that doesn't matter. It, it's still important to learn leadership skills and become a good servant leader because that's going to serve you well no matter what what you want to do in your life. And you're going to have better relationships with your fellow um, team members or coworkers. And um, and they're going to respect you more if you exhibit some of these leadership tendencies and ser- servant leadership qualities. It's going to make change easier and um, just going to make your team better. And it's going to make your job easier and happier. Um, so that's why I want to talk about this today. I just think it's a a super valuable and super important subject. So what exactly do I mean by servant leadership? I think servant leaders are people that believe everyone in the organization has value. Everyone in the organization deserves trust. Everybody deserves respect. Um, They need to be treated civilly and um, compassionately. I guess I, I, that compassion word sometimes gets u- overused, but I really think that in order to be a good servant leader, you have to have a good heart. 
Um, you have to really like people and enjoy people and enjoy being around them and enjoy the challenges that they bring. Um, being a good servant leader is is exciting because it it you enjoy people. You enjoy the challenges that they bring and you and you want to be um, your best self for them. So I think servant leaders believe that. They believe in um, civility and trust and respect. The other thing I think servant leaders need to believe and should believe is that they can get way more done um, with people than on their own. Uh, I think you really have to embrace the fact that in order to be a success in your life and your job and career, that it really takes a village. It takes other people. And you have to really believe that. And you have to embrace that deep down um, to to be a good leader. And I also think that um, knowing that people that follow you need to be inspired by you and that you um, can challenge them and inspire them by your actions and the way you treat others, um, that's a really important leadership trait. So there's a difference between just managing people and truly servant leading them and leading them Um, brilliantly and um, to their best selves. So you need to embrace those things. Embrace trust and and value in the others around you. And if if you're struggling with that, then that's where you need to start with your brain and your mind work. You know, learn to learn why other people are valuable to you and um, start with that. And you need to be able to know what your vision is and, and create vision around what you want about the people around you. Um, you need to be able to set a tone of, you know, what are we here for? In, in my hospital, I believe that we're there to serve our clients, um, not really the pets, which is, you know, the way I don't look at us as being there to serve the pets, even though I love that part of my job. and um, But I really, truly think it's all about the clients. It's all about the people. Um, and in my, my mission statement or my value system, I believe that I'm there also to serve the team because I am the leader of that team. So, you know, primarily that is my my tone or my culture that I like to set in my practice, or at least that's what I strive to set. And so you need to decide what that is for you. You know, what kind of tone do you want to have, you know, as a leader? Um, what is your mission? What are your values? You know, you really need to embrace that and know that. So, you know, if you're struggling with this whole leadership thing or servant leadership thing, first of all, sit down and decide what your values are. Decide what your vision is. Uh, what kind of culture would you create if it was all up to you? You know, and and I'm saying that because it it really isn't all it it isn't ever all up to you. You know, it takes the whole team to create a vision and a mission. But if you can decide what you think it should be and then live by that, then you're going to create this culture around you, um, and people are going to follow and people are going to come on board. So that's the first thing. I think we need to do is is decide what what is our value system, you know what, what do we want to create, um, either personally or professionally, um, and as as that 
that leader. So leading yourself and deciding, you know, what is your value? And then once you've got that figured out, or at least um, somewhat figured out, because I think it's always a, a work in progress, we all are constantly changing our vision and our mission. But what you, once you kind of have a, a handle on what your values are and what you would like to see happen around you, then um, I think really setting an example and acting the way you think. You know, our actions are so important, especially if you are technically in a leadership role. But even if you're not, you know, if I, as a veterinarian, am not willing to clean up after myself, um, if I'm not willing to empty the garbage, if I'm not willing to pick up poop in the waiting room, um, if I'm not willing to, you know, help out a fellow technician, you know, if, if they're struggling with a pet and they need to draw blood and, and that's not really my job, but if I'm not willing to make it my job in that moment, then I am not really a servant leader. I'm not doing a good job as a leader. And so I want to set that example. I want to, I want to make the tone and the practices that we, none of us are above anything. You know, should, should doctors always be, you know, cleaning up poop in the waiting room? No, they shouldn't because it's not the best use of their time. However, Am I willing to do that? Am I willing to do that for my team? Because that's part of, you know, making our hospital great. Then absolutely. You know, I'm going to do that without complaint. I'm not going to even blink an eye about it. I'm going to set that example for my team and I'm going to raise them to know that they're not above that either. You know, I want every single person in my hospital to be on the same page with helping each other out. And so I have to lead by example. And then I have to be willing to listen to the other people in my practice. I need to be willing to be open-minded. And we talked about that a little bit on the last podcast when we just talked about self-awareness. I have to be aware of you know my biases around change around the practice, and then I have to be willing to be open to it if somebody has a better idea. Um, and then I need to be able to drive that that change or that, um, you know, idea that we've come up with that we think is better. And that's part of leading by example is just embracing the fact that, you know, I might not like this, this thing that we've decided to do. And, you know, and I do struggle with that because I'm one of those people that just wants to do it the way I want to do it. But when I'm leading a team and we've decided as a team that we want something to change, then I need to be the first one to embrace it and embrace it fully and well. And I need to be able to manage that. And then I need to be able to engage the rest of the team around that. And that's part of being um, a good example. And that's part of the whole, you know, servant leadership thing. So how do we, as good leaders, how do we set a proper tone? How do we... How do we manage um, ourselves around this and also get you know others to um, to understand where we're coming from? And that that to me revolves around good communication um, and then sharing sharing our vision through that communication. So if I uh, I feel like I'm getting com- confusing here, if I have um, a vision that um, our hospital is going to be the cleanest, let's say, that because that's a concrete example. I want to have 
Um, and this is something that um, that I hate is dirty floors. So let's say that um, I want to have the cleanest floors that any veterinary hospital has ever seen. Um, and anybody that knows me knows that that's true because for some reason I don't mind dirty um, benches or dirty shelving as much as I mind dirty floors. I don't know. I just have this weird floor bias. So let's say my goal is to have the cleanest floors of any other hospital out there in the universe. So how do I communicate that vision to the rest of my team? How do they know that clean floors are the way to go? Well, first of all, I have to communicate that vision, right? Because if I just go around looking at the floors all the time, but I don't say anything and I don't you know, explain to my employees or my team members why I really think clean floors are important, and that sounds really ridiculous, but this is a true example from my life. So, so you're going to have to bear with me on the clean floor thing. If I don't communicate this clean floor thing to the rest of my team, they are not going to get it. And we're not going to have clean floors because I didn't explain it to them. So I definitely have to make that part of my communication and my vision for the practice. So I have to set that that value system out to my team. And the best way I can do that is, is just say so. It's like, look, you guys, I know this is weird. And I've said this to my team before. I know it's weird, but I hate dirty floors. I hate dust bunnies on the floors. I hate, you know, smears. I hate little pieces of hair. Um, I hate floors that aren't shiny. You know, I, I have to, I have to communicate this and, and also communicate the fact that maybe this is a weird thing and I totally get it, but it's important. It's important to the mission of our hospital to have clean floors. And, and then I have to be open to getting the feedback that's going to come from that and say, okay, here's what I think. Here's the vision that I'm casting to you. I want clean floors. What do you all think about this? Do you think it's something that's important? Do you think that it's possible? Can we have the cleanest floors of any other hospital out there in the universe? Um, what do you all think? You know, and and I have to be willing to open myself up and to the feedback. And that's an important part of being a servant leader is listening to the feedback. And if, you know, eight of my people say, yeah, that's great. I love clean floors too. Let's do it. Let's figure out a way to have the cleanest floors in the universe. Um, and here's how we're going to do it. Or I might have five people saying, you know, that's stupid. Why do you care about the floors? We're walking on them. They're dirty. They're full of germs. There's dog poop on them, you know, because dogs walk in from outside and drag in dirt. And that's ridiculous, Dr. Capel. Can, can I be open to that? And then can I, can I then embrace that and say, yeah, but, you know, let's think about what if we could have the cleanest floors? What would that look like? And what could we live with? You know, could Dr. Capel live with, you know, us mopping the floors after every client comes in the room? Or maybe, you know, can we just go through with the Swiffer and make sure there's no dust bunnies and do a good visual and then would that be us having the cleanest floors out there? Uh, you know, what can we do to make this vision come true? And can we all agree on this vision? And I have to be willing to take the feedback and I have to be receptive to it and non-defensive. 
I have to, you know, get on board with what we can all agree on around the clean floors. Now, I know the clean floor thing is kind of a ridiculous example, but I'm just using that because it's really concrete and it would be easy to to put a goal around is how are we going to have clean floors. Um, But the skills around that about being a good leader are communicating, first of all, the vision of the cleanest floors. What does that mean to me, you know, specifically? Does that mean I just want them swept after every client? Does that mean that when you see crud out in the waiting room that you call for someone to come mop it? You know, what does that mean? Or it's just a priority. And yeah, sometimes the floors are going to be dirty and Dr. Capel's going to notice and say, hey, we need to mop over here. It's dirty. And if everybody's okay with that, then that's what it means. And then I'm going to be happy. The team's going to be happy. The clients are going to be happy because the floors are going to be beautiful, you know, and and that's success. So what does success mean to me? I got to be able to communicate that. And then I got to be able to take the feedback. And then I have to pitch in, you know, I can't say I want the cleanest floors in the world and then not be one of the people that picks up the dust bunnies. You know, if I refuse to bend over and pick up a dust bunny or if I refuse to pick up poop, then, you know, I'm not a good servant leader. So, you know, it's just kind of a ridiculous example, but because it's easy for me and it's true because I like clean floors (laughs) and, um, you know, I I can make a good example around that. So I hope you get that. And I hope you like clean floors too, because I think that's super important. So let's talk a little bit more about how we can um, have better servant leadership and how do we create that leadership culture? You know, what can we do to be a better, um, a better servant leader and embrace this skill? Um, so another thing that I think we can do is, um, as a leader is ask people permission. Um, and what I mean by that is, uh, what's a good example of this? Um, when you're talking to somebody that you're in either a, um, leader subordinate relationship, somebody that works under you in, you know, the the technical hierarchy of a job, or whether you're talking to somebody that you work in a partnership with, and you want to um, provide feedback, or um, you want to change something. And I think, I think leading often revolves around change. So let's use the change example, you want to create a change. I think asking permission to the people around you, Um, is a really great leadership skill. And the reason I say that is not because I think you have to, because I think sometimes leaders need to be very decisive and just make the call. Um, And and I can do that and I enjoy doing that. But um, I think most of the time you'll get better better buy-in if you ask permission. And let me try to think of an example of that. Let's say, let's go back to the floor thing. I'm sorry, you guys, this floor thing keeps coming back into my head. Let's go back to the floor. 
um, I decide that, you know, these floors are important to me, but I want to change the way we do it. Right now at my hospital, after someone leaves the exam room, we do a, we wipe down the tables, we wipe down the chairs, we do a visual inspection of the floor. We run, run the Swiffer through there to make sure there's no dust bunnies or, but what if I decide that I want to change that? What if I decide I think every single room needs to be you know, scrubbed on your hands and knees and to make a really ridiculous example because I know that would never be possible. But let's say I decided one day that, you know, these floors really aren't as clean as I'd like them to. I want them scrubbed on the hands and knees between every client. Let's say I, let's say I thought that. And now I'm going to present this idea to one of my team, one of my team members you know, I don't think our floors are clean enough. I think we need to get on our hands and knees and scrub. What do you think is going to happen? You know, that's they're going to think that's ridiculous. So what I need to do is I need to be open to the feedback and then I need to ask permission. You know, I need to be able to say, what do you think? You know, this is what I think. I think we should scrub the floors on our hands and knees between every client. You know, and then I walk up to one of my technicians and say that. And then I say, but what do you think? I think you really need to ask permission. That's asking permission. Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this will work? I am asking you permission to buy into this idea. Now, in this example, of course, they're going to tell me I'm a whack job and I'm crazy because that's not going to work. You're not going to be able to get on your hands and knees between every client. And then I need to listen to that and be open to that and be like, you know, you're right. That's a stupid idea. And I need to be open and admit it and embrace it. Now, that's a truly ridiculous example, but with anything that you do every day, you need to be, you need to ask permission sometimes with your team. You know, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? I'd like to buy new phones. What do you think would be a good, you know, idea? What do you think would be good features to have with our new phone? You know, ask ask some permission to create a new narrative around any idea because what's going to happen with that is you're asking permission from your team, from the people that you're leading. That's going to show them that you're open to suggestion and that's going to embody or that's not the word I want. That is going to open them up to feeling more comfortable when they have a brilliant idea bringing it to you. And that is going to make your um, place of business so much more successful because if everyone feels comfortable throwing their ideas or their hat into the ring or giving feedback for your ideas, sometimes it creates a lot of debate and sometimes that's painful, you know, um, but it's also going to open the door for much more discussion and much better ideas. So if I say, I want someone on their hands and knees scrubbing the floor and they say, oh, that's stupid, Dr. Capel, that's never going to work. And then I can say, okay, well, what do you think will work better? Because right now I really don't think these floors are clean enough. What do you think? Are they clean enough? And if they can look at the floor and say, you know, they're still a little iffy. Well, what can we do? You know, can we have somebody come in here once a week and scrub the floors? Would that be better? You know, can we have a professional company come in and clean the floors? You know, I'm back on the floor thing. But anyway, um, that is what I'm talking about when I talk about embracing, um, you know, the the feedback or asking permission, I guess, is, is what I want to say. And then you've got to leave space. 
leave some space, shut your mouth, which is, is super hard for me to do, but open up the space for discussion. And a good leader will allow discussion. A good leader will allow people to debate a little bit. Um, and there's so much value in that because so many good ideas can come out of that debate. Um, but then, you know, in being a partner in that debate, you know, being involved in that debate is also valuable. But then sometimes you have to, um, you know, be able to draw that to a close as well, because sometimes those debates can get a little out of control and a little bit frustrating to everybody around you, you know, and this has a tendency to happen in our hospital a lot because I am such a, I love collaboration so much and I love getting other people's ideas that sometimes I don't do my job and, and shut it down, you know, so being a good leader not only means opening it up and, and making space for these ideas to come out and asking permission and getting collaboration, but it also means being able to shut it down and say, okay, we've discussed the floors long enough. Um, here's my decision. We're not going to scrub on our hands and knees. We're going to hire somebody once a week to come in. Um, we're still going to Swiffer. We're still going to do this. This is the policy. Boom, done, end of story. So that is also valuable. So don't think just because I'm saying, you know, you need to open it up for discussion, you need to be free and, and allow the space that you don't at some point sometimes have to shut it down and and be the the, you know, the person that, makes the the final decision. So um, so that's that's part of the whole thing, um, at, at least that I feel about about that whole servant word and and opening yourself up to serve the rest of your team. Um, I think it's also really important to be genuine and not be fake and and admit when you've made a mistake or admit when you're, you, you have a problem, you know, like I totally admit that I have a floor issue. You know, I need to go to, you know, clean floor people anonymous, anonymous or something because I have this floor thing. But, um, you know, be genuine and be, be open to um, admitting that, that maybe you don't see everything the way everyone else sees it and um, taking that constructive feedback. Um, the other thing getting away from this whole the whole discussion about the floors. I'm going to try not to bring that up again. Um, what I'd like to encourage you to do as a servant leader is to focus more on situations, fo focus more on the thing and not the person. Um, because I sometimes, as a leader, we want to blame people or we want to point fingers um, when something comes up. And there's usually people attached to these things that we're trying to work on, but we need to focus more on the situation. Um, and, and even if that revolves around a person and their behavior, um, we need to focus more on the behavior when we're addressing a particular issue. Um, you want to embrace everybody's self-esteem. You know, you don't want to tear anybody down. Good servant leaders don't tear people down. They build people up. And if you can keep that in mind when you're talking to your team, you want to build their confidence. You want to be constructive, not destructive um, when working with people. And if you can keep that in mind, that's going to be really, really important. And just be motivating, be encouraging. 
Um, I have a real struggle around giving um, words of encouragement. Uh, I, I'm a very talkative person, and I, I'm really good at saying thank you and please and will you do this for me? Will you do that for me? Whatever. But I have a really hard time specifically remembering that people need individual encouragement. And so being a good servant leader for me, that's part of the work that I need to do. And that's what I would encourage you to do is think about how often in any given day do you specifically tell someone how great they are or what a great job they do. And it doesn't have to be like, sappy or over the top or, you know, you don't have to drool over people to make them feel appreciated, but just genuine, genuine words of encouragement is a great thing to embrace as a servant leader. Um, Things like, you know, thanks so much for doing that. I really appreciate the way you handled that. Or, oh my gosh, I forgot to say thank you to you yesterday, but what you did with Mrs. Smith was really cool. Or, you know, somebody just got off the phone and you heard them handle somebody great. You know, that was a great what you just said there. It doesn't have to be big, but if you can remember to do it, it's super powerful. You know, it'll make people want to work for you and want to work with you. And I really think that's the most important thing about being a good leader is having people want to work with you, want to collaborate with you, want to listen to you when an in, when an incident comes up and not be intimidated and not be overwhelmed by you. Um, and that's difficult for some of us, you know, especially some of us with strong personalities because a lot of us didn't get into leadership because we're, you know, shrinking violets. Some of us got into it because, you know, we are, we just feel like we have to be in charge. And that's intimidating to other people. And just being aware of that, you know, going back to that whole self-awareness thing, being aware of of who you are and how you come across, and then working around that. You know, I know that I'm not a good, I'm not good at praise. I'm not good at um, individual picking it out on a day-to-day basis. I love to do it. I just don't think about it. You know, I when I'm in the in the um, mode of just working and working. I'm just working, man. I'm task-oriented. I'm busy. I want to get as many things done as I can. I'm very results-oriented. And I forget. I forget that people need encouragement and people need love and people need to be you know, told they're doing a good job. So that self-awareness and just embracing that and knowing that's part of you, know, you as a leader um, and you want to become a better leader, a better servant leader, and if you can remember that and start working on that, um, that's going to be so valuable to you and bring you so much in return um, and make you so much better. You know, it's just going to be and more fun. It's going to be less stressful. If people aren't afraid of you and can bring you things and know that you're not going to jump down their throat when they bring you an idea or a problem, um, it's it's just better. It's it's You're just going to have more success with what you're doing. So take some initiative and lead by example. Um, Realize that there's going to be challenges to this whole leadership thing Um, and know that there's going to be problems. And don't 
don't be afraid of it. You know, don't worry about it if you forget to praise somebody for, you know, I if I go a whole week without praising somebody, that's that's pretty common for me. And if if I can just like sit back and go, oh man, that that was a, not a good week for you. You didn't really praise anybody, and then you know make a make a vow that I, you're going to do that in the next day a couple times just to kind of you know teach yourself to um, adopt to better habits. It's going to be, you know, if you can forgive yourself for that, you're going to be so much better off. So remember, to be a good servant leader, let me just try to summarize it up a little bit. I know sometimes I ramble. Um, You want to believe that every person that you work with and every person in your life, really, and every person on the planet, they have value. They deserve your civility and they deserve your trust until they betray your trust at least you know as most people they deserve to be trusted and that's part of of being a good leader and respect they deserve that and remember that people can accomplish so much more if they're inspired by you and they see you acting what you talk about they see you living what you preach and living the vision yourself they are going to give you so much more respect and follow you so much uh, better and so much more willingly um, if they see you um, and if they see you as an inspiration. In order to inspire people, you have to show them, not just talk to them. Not They, they have to be able to see it, not just hear it. Um, they have to feel loved. They have to feel cared for. They have to feel valued. Um, and that's what I really think is the true root of servant leadership. Communication, um, listening, those are all great skills of a servant leader. So that's all I have to say about that particular subject right now. Um, I kind of sound like Forrest Gump. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Um, I'm sure I've got much more. And I'm sorry that I um, burdened you with the whole floor thing. (laughs) But um, that was the best example I could come up uh, with in uh, in the time that I had. So I really appreciate you all being here today. I appreciate the fact that you're striving to be better leaders and that you're interested in being good servant leaders. If you want to talk about this more, if you have any questions that you want me to read on the podcast or you want to discuss um, either by name or anonymously, I'd be happy to do that on a future podcast. So send me your questions. Send me the things you want to talk about, the topics that you want to um, talk about here on the podcast, and I'd love to do it. Give me some feedback. Let me know any situations that you're having. If you need any coaching, you can contact me through my website juliecapel.com um, or, you know, just listen more to the podcast and then give me some feedback on, on some others uh, when you hear something that interests you. So thank you so much for listening to me, to me today. I appreciate your time. I hope you have a beautiful week. I hope you um, are a good servant leader to the people around you this week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Mm-hmm.